Okay, today we begin new Masech, Masech to Orla, so Daf Aleph. So, and the, the the prohibition of Orla is that if you, we're going to obviously learn this in more detail, but uh, put simply, it's more, we're familiar with this idea that if you plant a fruit tree, then the first three years of that tree's life, exactly how it's calculated, I think we've discussed it a little bit before anyway, and then you're not allowed to eat from its fruit. In the fourth year, we know it's called Netaravai, that's like Masashani. And um, yeah, that's that's enough of an introduction, really. So what the Mishnah begins by saying is as follows. What if someone plants a fruit tree, but he's using it to simply mark out the edge of his field? I mean, we have, you have this uh, in Chutzar, or maybe in Israel, 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 Israel as well, but I, meant, I remember seeing this on the way to walking to Shul. There was a house that had these tightly packed, I think they're mandarin trees or decorative mandarin trees, I'm not sure. But it was literally to form a, the fence line. It wasn't really, there weren't, a, it wasn't an orchard for them. It was literally make a fence line. Or they're doing so because they want the wood from this fruit tree. They're not interested in the fruit at all. They're literally planting it for those purposes. So we say in that situation, it's patrumina orla, meaning you'd be allowed to eat the fruit from that tree in the first few years of its life. Okay. Um, we'll explain why that is um, when we get to the Gemara. So let's continue. Rabbi Yossi says, Even if someone had one of these fruit trees on the border of their house or their field, but he wanted the outside ones, literally the fruit on the outside, to simply act as a border, but he was interested in eating the fruit on the inside, what do we say? The inside of the tree, the fruit on the inside, uh, towards like where his house is, for example, those would be chayiv and orla and ones on the outside not. So in other words, Rabbi Yossi is even mechalakin, differentiates within the tree itself, that some of the fruit can be chayiv and orla and some of them not, which is a, quite, a, quite a novel position, really. But let's have a look at what the basis of all these opinions are. And I'm going to share a screen here with you. This is the psukim are very clear. And the Pasuk itself is actually learned, where do we learn this, the whole Isra of Orla from? Um, it is actually from the Pasuk of Hitavola, ala aretz, you can come to Eretz, no tatam kol etz machal, you're planting kol etz machal, va'arlatem orlato et periyo, shalosh namiyelachem aralim loyachal. Okay, so you're not allowed to, they're not allowed to eat from this fruit in the first first um, three years. Okay, and by the way, the Pasuk of Tupsukim later says, u'bashnach hamishit, in the fifth year, tochlo the piro, in the fifth year, be able to eat the fruit no matter what, like freely. Okay, so what what do we learn from the beginning? So not, uh, it says, if someone makes it for a fence or for or production of, say, wood, then it's part of a morla. Why? It says, now take out, the graph changes it slightly, meaning it says, etz machal. You know that it's etz machal, meaning etzul machal chayev l'seah, what we seem to be deriving from the very beginning is that it's only fruit trees you have a prohibition of eating the fruit from, but nothing, but other trees not. So he says, So if the Pasuk is saying, one might think that it's only, uh, so then any fruit tree, no matter what its intent is, would be Chayv and Orla, because the Torah says fruit trees. Why would I have a Havamina to differentiate between what the intent of the use of the tree was? The Torah says, Etz machal. So Talmud Lomar, because the Torah adds these extra words, unatatem kol etz machal, like we have in the, I've touched touch on the diagram, the, the green is what was necessary and the red, like in the, in the chart, is what's like almost superfluous. The fact is unatatem kol etz machal, that comes to teach you that it's got to do with the netia. So read your Chaim, she machal. I mean, it's not, it's not enough, the, for the chiyuv orla to exist, it's not that if it's just a fruit tree, but it's, it's planted for food as well. But 
Here Reb Chaim adds an important point. It's not to teach you you need that kavana when you plant it. Even if it's already exists, pre-existing and it's planted. And you change your mind. It'll also be chayv like we'll learn later in the Gemara. But the point is, the fruit tree is only chayv if you intended for it to, for its fruit. Okay, that's in other words. Once again, very simply to explain the Chitta Tanakama that if it's plant, a fruit tree, even if it's pla- if it's planted, I should say to act as a border or for its production of wood, it's part of because it says in the Torah Unetatem Kol Et Nachal. I mean, it's got something got to do with the intention, either time of planting or ongoing use, as we said, what you want to do with the tree, not just that it is a fruit tree. Okay, because if it was just that it is a fruit tree, no matter what, it would have just said the Chitvala Aret Et Machal or Temar Leo. Like all, all fr- fr- fruit trees, um, will be um. Okay. Let's continue. Now, what the Rabbi Rechaim explains that the next two opinions, Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Yona, they're trying to understand Shittat, uh, Shittat Rabbi Yossi in our Mishnah. This is Rabbi Yossi the Mora trying to explain Rabbi Yossi in the Mishnah, just not to get confused on that. In terms of how it was possible, we have even within a single tree, you can have parts of the tree that Chayven Orla and part that are not. And that was, for example, as we said, if it's on the border of the field, the outside is to act as a fence, and the inside is to, you want the fruit from it. So let's have a look. It says, You can learn from the, like the, the beginning, meaning, The fact that it said in the, in the Pasuk, sorry, that it says that the first tree is not allowed to eat from the tree, it's obviously talking about what type of tree, a tree that you can eat from, right? So it's obviously talking about fruit trees. So then why does it say, What do I need in the first part of the Pasuk? That's again highlighted in red. So that's trying to, it's almost an extra uh, definition that Torah is providing by having this superfluous addition of saying, he learns it from the beginning part, if you like, that, um, that it, it, the parts even of the tree that are only for consumption, those parts would be chayven orla and other parts not. Okay. Rabbi Yona, however, he says it differently. He says lamad We can actually learn it from the psukim that follow, because two psukim later says b'shnat chamishet tochlod Meaning the fifth year you'll be able to not eat from the tree freely, because in the fourth in the fourth year we said, said it's like netaravai, and the fifth year you like to eat from a freely. So he says, it says, It says in the fifth year, you're allowed to eat. You're allowed to eat from that in the fifth year. Obviously, we must be talking about a fruit tree, because it says, now you can eat from it. It doesn't say, now you can you know, use the wood. It says, now you can eat from it. So it must be talking about fruit tree. So, therefore, what do we learn from an atatem called etz machal? Once again, similarly learning from an atatem called etz machal. So, why do need the Torah need to say t- 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 in the beginning we're talking about a fruit tree? If it's obvious we're talking about a fruit tree from the end. So, so even a tree that literally is botanically a fruit tree, it's only if it's planted or intended for its fruit, or even parts of it for its fruit, but not the other parts of the tree. Yes, you have a question. I have a question here. Yes, I can see. How does it? How does a person? Uh, how do we? Essentially, a person can change his uh, can change his mind. How does that not change his intent? So we, we'll, we'll see later on. The person can change their mind. Okay, and, and that's what Reb Chaim pointed out here. The Reb Chaim in his commentary says it's dal dafke 
it's like you don't say natatim is specifically at the time of planting is the tent because even if it wasn't planted, it wasn't planted for its fruit, but someone changes his mind and says, actually, I now it's I didn't realize that these these trees are now I thought it would only be good for wood, but now I'm seeing it's producing excellent fruit and I'll be able to sell it and things like that, then it would be chayven or Okay. So the, so then then what does it mean that that a tree is, is going to be potter? It's only potter from Netter, it's only potter from orla, which mean, and orla means the iser of eating it. Correct. So in other words, if this tree, so the example is as follows. Let's say you have a tree that you've used specifically for the fence, right? Yeah. And it's and on the, in the second year, there's a nice uh, mandarin growing from it. It's one of these decorative mandarin trees. You'd be able to pick from it and eat it. From the neighbor, from the neighbor's side. Uh, well, no, we'll get to that in a second. Can you take your neighbor's fruit? That's what the Gemara is going to ask later on. Let's say it's yours. Right, it's on the outside on the street. You're using it as a border on the street, and and what it sounds like, it's it's it's. You'll see in a minute that it's in a configuration such that it's really clear that it's for fencing and not really uh, doing it for another purpose. Would you be able to pick a fruit from that? It sounds like according to our mission, you would be able to eat from it even in the second year or even the third year, even though you've you know you've 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 changed your. Well, your you didn't change your mind. You still want it as a fence. You, I mean, picking a fruit. I mean, what's the intention of this tree? Am I doing it for the production of fruit or am I doing it for just act as a fence? You're still having it as intention as a fence, or I'm still having it because I want the wood from it. It just happens to have a couple of fruit on it. I think, oh, that looks nice. I can eat it. Right? You would be able to eat it. it. By picking one of the fruit and eating it doesn't mean you've changed its intention of the use of this tree. Okay? That, that's, I think, the point. Okay, let's continue. When we talk, what, what to- type of tree are we talking about? When do we say we're talking about a fruit tree that if you plant it for these purposes, it's no longer chayven orla, for a fence or for its, for its wood. So that's the vashu ra'oi lahem nata. The vashu ain ra'oi lahem would be chayv. So in other words, certain trees that are fruit trees, its wood is useful or it can act well as a fence. But according to Raman Gashim he says, that if there are certain trees that don't fit that purpose satisfactorily, then absolutely not. I read Reb Chaim. It says, However, if not, Meaning, if you've got a particular fruit tree that's not really good for making for, for its wood, or really not really good for a fence for a fence line, then we say It's a koladam. We say yes. We basically the guys mishigana, right? And therefore, it will be chayven ora. For example, I don't know, a vine would be an example or something. I don't know. I made it up. But let's say let's say there's something like that. So let's have a look. So my ta- so the question is my type of the rabbanan. So what's shitat rabbanan then? How do chachamim? Because it sounds like chachamim don't differentiate at all between what, what, what it says any fruit trees. So the Gemara says, Amar of Chi, Amar of sorry, Amar of Bezira, the Meshane said on it that Hamla eats a leitz in Beratzuf, the Korb be Meshafe, the the Lesiag be Mekomasiag Muchachalav. So in other words. When does a Chachamim, why are the Chachamim cholek? One, one we say is, why do Chachamim say that even if it's treated not, not fit for that purpose, that we, they don't say Batla Dato, even those other trees, we say that's when in its configuration, it's apparent that you're using it for this purpose. You've changed the way you're planting this tree. For example, it says, if you're doing for, for, for it's simply its wood, that's when you're planting these fruit trees really close to one another. So for the production of fruit, you don't want to do that. So it's clear through the actions that's the purpose. Or if it's for um, uh, Le Corot to make beams, not just for like small wood, for beams, that's when you start cutting the trunk, cutting the branches early at the trunks. So it can, you're, you're, you're uh, encouraging the growth of these beams agriculturally. Or if it's Le Sieg, you're putting them on the fence line. 
then it's clear that this tree has been, if you like, repurposed. And that's when the Chachamim, that's why the Chachamim say it will apply to all other trees. Even those trees normally not used for that purpose, provided you do it in that particular way. Okay? What's interesting, the Rosh really has a different understanding of this altogether. The Rosh Cerulio actually says, I explained it to Rosh Chaim. He says that the Chachamim actually agree with Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel. Okay? Agree with Shimon ben Gamliel regarding those trees that are not used for that purpose, the Badladato. It's that Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel is machmir by the other trees that are fit for that purpose that you also need to have it, but muchach me'alav, the way in this configuration, right? So there's two ways to understand the debate. Anyway, let's continue. Tani b'shem Rabbi Meir, kol anenot shabayim, in other words, all fruit trees, we said, can one's intention for its use can impact its din of orla. However, the exception that is a zayit and a ta'ina. Zayit is an olive tree and a ta'ina is a fig tree. Why? Because these things we say, because they're chashuv, we say almost a battle adato once again to everybody else. No one would repurpose um a, a fig tree in this manner, or a um, or olive tree in this manner. I mean, it's so chashul, everyone, like, it's almost, uh, by definition, going to be for its fruit. So we say, Rebbe Meir, therefore, is ledate. Rebbe Meir, that's l'shitato, that says, And this relates to what we were discussing in the WhatsApp group the other day. Meaning, if you remember, we saw that if someone trains a vine, over a lattice frame, we say you're not allowed to plant underneath the extension of it, right? Because already the, the, the whole lattice is battle to the to the vine. We talked about this. What happens if it's over a fruit tree? We say generally a fruit tree is not battle, right? So in other words, you'll be able to plant part of, plant in the areas that the vine hasn't yet reached underneath those areas. It wouldn't be considered um, in like the case of a lattice frame. However, Ruby Mayor says that what is considered a fruit tree that's not battle versus in Latzarak, which normally means a non-fruit-bearing tree, but he says, what are the only fruit trees that are not battled to another tree? In other words, that you wouldn't, because uh, it's chashuv, you wouldn't make it subservient to this vine to, to train the vine along it. That would only be the zayt and tena. So you see, that's the shitato, that a zayt and tena are so chashuv that generally people, we, we don't say batladato, okay? Uh, so we say batladato, the koladam. People want, oh, don't battle the tree for its wood, or to use it as a frame or anything like that. Okay. So he says the opposite. Rabbi Shimon says, actually, really, um, the only things that um, that that can come to battle, meaning you can't, that will we say that it's a fruit tree that can be considered only for its wood, is rimon, shikma, you've got shikma in here, but shikma v'tzlaf. So Rimon is a pomegranate, Shikama is a sycamore tree, and Slough is, I think, Kaper Bush. So these things, generally, they're all, quite the opposite. They're, they're the only three things the mission would be talking about, according to, in the name of Shimon. So, so now the question is, okay, if you say they're part from Orla, whichever shitty you're going according to, in other words, you intended to act as a fence, are they Chayven Meiser or not? Okay. If they're not considered fruit for Orla, are they not considered fruit for Trumas and Maser either? Fair question. So we say, no, it's a fluk of the Rabbi Babar Mamal. It's a machok between Rabbi Babar Mamal and Rabbi Hila. The palgun ameshemer peril eitzim. If someone's keeping their fruit trees for eitzim for wood, Rabbi Mamal says it's chayiv for Trumas and Maser. Rabbi Hila says it's patu. Ah, okay. Now, what's the basis of it? So Rabbi Babar Mamal says chayiv minhada. I'll prove it to you from this case. Now, we've used this sugi uh, before in Masrot and other places, because this pasuk is to teach us that 
um, that Hefger is part of Mitrumas Amasra. So where do we learn this from? Because the Torah says the Levi can come and take these Matanot because Ein Lochelech and Okay? So it's not Matan, meaning the Trumas Amasra. So we say, Mimashi Yeshlecha Ve'ein Lo Atayev Lachento. When are you chayv to give him Maiser? Only from those things that you have and he doesn't. Ein Lo Nachalayimach, it says. Mashma what Yatsa, that's Mema'at Hefger. Because you and he have equal rights in something that is hefker, that is ownerless. Now also applied to leket, who shicha, who peya, who hefker. Okay. So in other words, the Torah is mimaet, if you like, hefker from the chiyuv of trumas amasra. Now, how does this relate to our case? How does this prove that if notella eats him, it is chayev? Uh, so here, this is it's a genius thing here. If you have a look at Reb Chaim, he says. The fact that the Torah had to give up, teach us that Hefker is part of Mitrubas Amasra, that implies that if you're keeping this, this fruit tree just for its wood, it be Chayim Mitrubas Amasra. Why? If you say that if I'm keeping this fruit tree for its wood, it, um, it's Patur, that it's, that it's only Chayim Mitrubas Amasra if you intended to for its consumption. Then hefker as well would be patur, because hefker is something that I don't want to eat. I'm making it ownerless. Okay, so the fact that the Torah had to give us a, 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 a in other words, let me say it again. In other words, we're trying to prove from here that if if you are, if I'm planting this tree just for its wood, it's patur from Allah, and it's also it, it would actually be chayven from Masamasa. Why? Because if it's patur, then obviously hefker would be patur as well. Why? Because if I'm saying it's only if I'm pla- if I want this fruit for its consumption, it's chayv from Masur, then hefker is also. So it must be chayv because the Torah went about of its way to bring a special pasuk to teach us that hefker is patu. You hear? Okay. Because otherwise, if it was patu, you wouldn't need a pasuk for hefker. Okay. So let's have a look. What about Reb Hila? Reb Hila that says actually your notela eats in the payor is patu from Nurasamaisot. So Reb Hila Reb Yossi is Amar patu minhada. It says, So, kuspas coriander, you've planted it for its seeds, its vegetable is patur. Even if you eat the vegetable. Okay? But your intention is for the zera. So, now this is a little bit like the tree. I want it for its wood. The fruit is patur. So, therefore, I want it for its zera. So, the leaves are patur. Isn't that the same thing? So, it says, that's not a good proof. It says, that's not a good proof. Because in that kuspa you're planting, there is a goren, if you like. There is an endpoint that be chayven from asamaso, and that's for the seeds, the zera that they would eat the seeds. Okay, um, so therefore, but you can't compare it to our case where we said what that uh, where if you're planting it for the wood, there is no goren. This tree is never going to come to chayven from asamaso. That's not good proof. So maybe bring it from this process. Vahai, now I'm going to just share this screen for this part um, here. So the case is hamakeya melash melea shel kruv lezera batladato. So kruv is a cabbage, and what would happen is sometimes they would leave it in the ground, and parts of it and would go basically turn into wood, so they can get it seed for replanting, right? And that seed is not edible; it's not part of the master. So if someone's mekayim their entire field, like the whole field of kruv, just for that purpose, we say batladato. That's a koladam, meaning since people don't usually have the whole field as like forego their entire field just for the production of zera, therefore batladato. And uh, it'd be it'd be chayiv to separate from a samasro. Okay. However, if it's kalachim yechidim, if it's a few here and there, a few stalks, a few a few things of this uh, cabbage, then we say it would uh, lo batladato. Now the Gemara says, "Amr Biyonav, who shall yerek 
So let's look at the first case. The first case we says if you have a full field of krov, lazera, we say batladato, mean you have to separate trumas and mouse from the, the leafy parts. So the Gemara's mashma, that must be that you're taking some of these this krov while it's still fresh, while it's still edible. Because if it's not edible, then what are you separating trumas and mouse from for? This is wood. Okay. So if we've established the mission that that um, that uh, that uh, Mishnah is talking about um, that it's actually edible, then the second case is also edible. So I've got my kalachi mechidim, these small individual cabbages that are growing, and we say lo that since you want it for the zera, the leafy part is patur nachon, and it's still a filu yerech, and it's still edible. So, and in that case, we have a case where it's in la gorna because this um, cabbage this is what's happening. Eventually, it's going to harden up, and you're doing it for its seeds, and there's no other gorin. There's no, it's not going to be chayven trubus amasra. So, we see another situation where it's effectively exactly the same thing. In other words, just like with the tree, I'm doing it for its wood, and I can and I can pick some of the fruit along the t- along the way. He's arguing that's part of where do we see the parallel case? That's this case. I've got this kalachim. Individual ones. I'm growing it for its seeds. Eventually, it's also going to be completely part of a trimmer samasra. And it says I can eat the leafy parts and it's part of. So that's a proof that if I'm growing it just for the eightsim, a meshaparala eightsim, then then the in the fruit that comes off would be part of trimmer samasra. Okay. So that's the machloket we saw here regarding uh, between Rav Hila, but um Barbara Mamal and Rav Hila name Rav Let's continue. Maushia Surimishum Gezal. This is your question. Um oh, Indirect question, maybe that okay, someone's growing this fruit on the edge of their fence and it's tempting. Can you walk past and pick one of them? Is it Asa Mishum Geza? Because you're saying it's not fruit, right? You're saying it's part of Orla. So we say, He said, I don't understand. The Gemara says, What have you been asking this question for? Even if you treat these the, the fruit that's growing on it as wood, you're not allowed to take the wood of your friend's field. You're not allowed to break branches off. So obviously it's Asul Muslim Gezel. So treat it as wood if it's not a pre. So, so in other words, he might need it to, if you like, fill in the tree. So let me just explain it to you. Uh, it's uh, He needs a fruit on it for either for the fence, the, the fence fill out the, the, the fruit on this tree, fill out the spaces. Okay, so it's, you can treat it like the wood of the tree, and therefore it would be gezel. So the Gemara says, actually, no. There's a more. There's actually a question where the, there is a situation where this question still applies. What would that be? That would be kugon ilin tutaya mamash. He says, no. The question can still be in the situation. What if you got these berries that don't last very long on the trees? They appear and then they drop off very quickly. They spoil. So the balabai doesn't need them as to fill in the spaces, if you like, along his fence. So in that situation, is it asul mishum gezel or not? And that question seems to be left unresolved. Okay, next case. This is the case of Rimon. So the case it says Rimon shenatal shem Rimon bonot hadas shenatal lemonot hadas. That's our question. Now it seems to be here. And sounded like the people wouldn't plant rimonim for their fruit; they would plant it really minastam for the eitzim for the wood. That's what it sounded like. So, what if someone plants it now for the peirot? He actually likes pomegranates or this uh, hadas. We know hadasim, or he want, he plants hadasim for the berries. Um, so the Gemara asks as follows: Itani tani chayev, vitani tani pato. So one Tana says it's Chayev, another says it's Patu. So I have to explain why. Um, this was here, which, by the way, we're talking about Chayev the Maaser, Trumas Okay? 
So Amar Rav Chista, Rav Chista says, Man da Amar Chayev, the Shita says, Chayev, that's my makom shorov mishamin. That's when people generally, in a place where people have, like we have here, if people have pomegranate trees in their gardens for the pomegranates. They're not doing it for the uh, for the wood. Okay. Um, however, Uman da Patur is for the places where they wouldn't do that. In other words, Mechalek, we Mechalek with the Chayev Trumas Amas, or whether that's the practice of the location. Uh, so that's so Rabbi says, I don't understand. Rabbi asks the question. If you're saying this isn't a place where most people keep their pomegranate trees for the pomegranates, why do we have to say that he's I I have he had the pomegranates and he's machshivit for the pomegranates? Even if he didn't say I want it for the pomegranates. Because once it's in a location where people grow these, they plant these pomegranate trees for the pomegranates, it's no different to a zayin and tainer, like a fig tree and olive tree. In that situation, we don't say, oh, it's only if you wanted it for the olives. No, it's an olive tree. It produces olives and be done with it. So why then do we say that, oh, it's that he wanted it for the pomegranate trees. If we're talking a place where everyone grows it that way. So what you know, this, what we're trying to work out is what's exceptional about this Rimonim that it's only if you do Lashem Rimon Yochayev or, part, or, or the Cholek opinion. It's part of what's, what's going on. The Gemara now says, So we're talking about, what well, the first answer is, we're talking about a place where it's, uh, where it's 50-50. Meaning some people do, some people don't. It's not clear. That's why we say for Rimonim, that's one way of explaining it. Okay, Rabbi Matya, however, explains as follows. He says, Mindabatra, meaning, why does the brighter have to say, because of the other brighter? Meaning, really, if it's Makom Sharov Mishamrim, you don't need a Chasheva Lehem. Everybody, um, if everyone is planting these pomegranates, pomegranates, even if you love Chasheva Lehem, the Chayib and However, why did he need to say that? Because of the other brighter. Because the other brighter is makom she'ein mishamrim. If it's a place where people don't grow pomegranates, so grow trees for the pomegranates, they grow for the for the wood. Afilu lochishev would be, or it should be probably afilu chishev. Even if you're chishev alayim, you'd be patul. So meaning, even if you said I want it for the pomegranates, you'd still be patul. I'll read Rav Chaim because I've, I've taken out a word here. Issue of chishev would be patul. So meaning even if you even if the you'd still be patur, which is interesting. Patur, the way Rochaim explains, Sugi, we're talking about maestro. Meaning, if, if this is a place where no one's growing pomegranates for the fruit. And um, everyone's, it's like a big uh, pomegranate wood production area, right? And some guy plants it because he wants to eat the pomegranates, it'll still be part of trauma. So that's what it sounds like from this. Okay. sorry, says as follows What happens if you've got, you're walking in a forest and in the middle of this forest, whatever, this uh, grape, this, the, the, uh, a vine grew? Okay. We say it'd be patrumina orla. Why is it patumina ola? But it's because it's based on what we've been saying. That wasn't planned to be said. It's a fruit tree that's planned for the proper purpose of consumption. And this wasn't placed, planted for the purpose of consumption. It's not what's called Bemakomi Ashub. It's not in a populated area. It's in the middle of nowhere. Okay. Amra Biosi, I feel in the ta'a, even if someone planted it there in, in this Makom Khorshim, would still be pato. But one second, the Gemara says, would be we said, even if he didn't plant a tree intentionally, 
that which grows will be chayv in Orla? So he says, no. Taman, that's referring to the case, that's what you're talking about if it's in a city or a place of Yeshua, a dwelling area. Why? Because minastam even grew, grew on its own, minastam it's la'achila. So hacha, our case where he says that even if you plant it or grow on its own, that's what we're talking about makom achorshin, that's talking about where it's in, we said, in like a forest. So I'm Rebbe Laza, had it attained a b'she'in osir k'day t'velata, v'alim hayta osir k'tevelata, then yichavet. So when do we say that if it's, if it's, if this vine is growing in makom achorshin, some, some sort of forest, you'd be, it'd be patur from orla? That's only what, I'll read you Rebbe Chaim, um, he says, that's when you don't do k'day tipula. What does it mean? But if you do k'day tipula, if you're caring for this tree and you want to like bring it into the city, that's a whole different story. Now it's as if it's planted by Merkom Yeshuv, and then you'd be, it would be Chayim and Orla, even if it happens to now be situated in such and such a you know, location that's not Merkom Yeshuv. If you're caring for this tree that's there to, in order to bring it into the city, then it's Chayim and Orla. It's no different than if it's planted in Yeshuv. Okay? So that's the first half of Orla. Mitzvah Shem will pick up on the second half tomorrow. All to the real.